It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. When I attended the Striker, the Miami Fusion, you can <laughs> you could count, you know, 10,000 or I mean 4,000 or less in a stadium. Uh, this stadium is going to fill up every seat. I couldn't get a Lionel Messi quote for you on there, so I had to go to this. Hisham Kandashi. All right. He's the head coach of the Dania Beach Tarpons. Wow. But he knows the South Florida soccer community, so he I does. figured it was a good quote. All right, that's good. He says you're not going to be able to find a seat at, what's this thing called? Something Pink Stadium? I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's like something PNK Stadium. What is I, that? I, I thought it was at Lockhart. I thought it was where they played. I thought so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know it's off of Commercial Boulevard. <laughs> All I know is they got a big soccer player. Yes. Very big. No, this is this this is a huge story. I mean, it, it broke yesterday during the show, where the reports started to come out that the probably the biggest look. I know where we live in our, you know, kind of our funnel here in America. Is on, but Lionel Good, Messi. We should. Well, this, I mean, yeah, but Lionel Messi is probably the biggest sports star in the world. No, he is. If, if you really kind of look at the whole big picture, he is totally understandable. Yes. Worldwide sport. That's why they get these half billion dollar marketing deals. Exactly. No, that, it makes sense. That's why Saudi Arabia was willing to pay him a billion dollars to come play for their teams, or that you know, one of their teams. So the fact that they were able to convince him to come to Major League Soccer in America and play in Miami. It's it's like if LeBron James went to go play in in, in another country. I thought I mean, this was interesting. Though. But actually, this is bigger. <laughs> the quote from Messi: He says, "It's true. I'm not going to Barcelona. That's right. No more Barcelona. I'm going to the MLS. And I want. Here's the quote: I wanted to for my family and myself. I wanted to get out of the spotlight. Yeah. Imagine that. So coming here <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is getting out of the spotlight, like you know, like under the radar kind of living compared right. to what he was going through in Europe. Coming to that Miami. That tells you how big the guy is. That, exactly it. I know. That struck me, too. I'm like, wait a minute. He looks at coming to Miami, or South Florida in this case. It's not really Miami. But coming to South Florida and coming to America, where you're going to play in the big cities, that's going out of the spotlight. You imagine what he must go through in Argentina <laughs> or in Barcelona <laughs> or in his you know, team that he plays for in Paris. I mean, this is like Aaron Judge wow. going, you know what? I'm tired of the New York City spotlight. I'm going to go play for the Buffalo Bisons. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's how it's looked at. He thinks, you know, he knows that it's not going to be, it's going to be a very big deal wherever he goes. The place is going to sell out. It's going to be crazy screaming fans who travel the world to come see him play here or whether he plays right. you know, what, whatever city. That's, that's what the Daniel Beach go Tarpons to. guy told that's me. That's right. It's going to be huge. <laughs> but he knows that it's he's not going to have the amount of pressure or, quite frankly, the competition that he would is used to normally having over in in, in Europe. Very so, true. No, exactly right. Yeah, it's 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 exciting though, man. I mean, this is a really big deal. It's going to change the game. I don't know. Look, you have some people who would say, "Oh, you're too young to remember Pele when he came." No, I know. Okay, yes, I wasn't around. <laughs> this is why we go to our in-house soccer expert, Stephen Diener. That's me, because I know <laughs> I know there's somebody right now. Oh, Diener, she's too young to remember when Pele came. That was a bigger. No, when Pele came to America. I don't know America, if the audience is that passionate about no, soccer yet. I'm telling yet. you, there's one. <laughs> well, there's, we did. Do you remember during the World Cup, we had that yes. one hater who was texting us every, emailing Mario. us every day, Mario. We would, <laughs> and I think his best quote of all time was this, and feel free to chime in wherever you want. 
what those two know about soccer could hit him in the side of the head or something <laughs> like this. They wouldn't know soccer if it hit him in the head. That's right. So I'm telling you, maybe Mario's listening right now. So yes, I understand when Pele came here, it was a very big deal, but it wasn't. He wasn't at the stage that. Messi is even Beckham when Beckham came to LA he wasn't at the stage that Messi is right now as far as this guy just led his country to a World Cup championship a few months ago and it's a big deal too and I wonder how much this had to play a part they 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 interestingly finagled some things and they tied it into sponsorships to be able to afford them because let's face it this is a small-time club at this league at this point until it grows right so that was interesting I wonder how much though U.S. soccer had an encouraging part of this though because this is right ahead of the World Cup coming to America, including some South Florida dates. That's right. I'm it's, sure they it, were trying to grease the wheels to make this happen. You are 100% correct. Uh, I would, I would that, bet. Yes. The, the, the reports that I heard were that uh, basically Major League Soccer as a whole yeah. came together with David Beckham and Inter-Miami and said, we're going to help you make this happen. We want him in the league. Right. Yeah. It's and good. Miami's a good place for him. Yes. It's good for everybody. He he likes being in Miami. Yeah. He comes to Miami already. We all comes to Miami anyway already with his family. Direct flight, Jen said yesterday to Argentina. I don't right, know which right. city, maybe Buenos Aires or somewhere over there. Yeah. yeah. So he said when it came down to it, he didn't. He he actually said in a statement. He's like, I could have gotten a lot more money in Saudi Arabia. Right. But this was a family decision, and he wants uh, to give America a shot. So and business wise too. I mean, if you're not interested in the sport angle of it, this is going to change the game for sports deals because he's getting a share of Apple profits when it comes to streaming MLS games. That's oh, really interesting. It's, it's right. never seen that before. Interesting how they did it. Yeah. I wonder if the NFL is going to follow that model. I wonder. Hey, we're up against the salary cap, but you know what we'll do? We'll work you into some of our stadium sponsorships. Amazon profit sharing? Exactly. I don't know. Right. That's uh, interesting. I so it's, uh, it's, it's a huge story. I can't wait to see as it develops over the summer. I guess he's supposed to come in July or at some point. This is a big local story as well. I don't know if you remember this. Former NFL player Travis Rudolph. He's a free man today. A jury in West Palm Beach found him not guilty of all charges, everything. 27 years old now. And uh, his mother reacted to the news here. We'll have for you in just a second. He was facing life in prison for first-degree murder and attempted murder. There was a shooting outside his Palm Beach County home two years ago. I don't know exactly where in the county, but I remember when the story happened. Four men confronted him about a fight he had with his girlfriend, and that's when everything went down. Mm. They found enough evidence, apparently. This guy's been going through this for two years, found him completely innocent on all charges. Wow. So so pretty much did they come to, you know, a self-defense argument? Pretty much. Um, his attorneys told the jurors that he was in fear for his life at the time. West Palm Beach native, he played for the Giants and the Dolphins, I guess. I don't oh, know, he did I don't, play. I don't, I don't know, know what capacity. Uh, maybe a practice squad thing. And he's saying he hopes to restart his uh, professional career at this. He st- still says I'm young enough to do it because that's why he was cut. Yeah, that's true. Over this happening, can you imagine? Wow, he was a really good player for uh, Florida State. I remember watching him at, at Florida State. Here's his mom reacting. I just felt like it was right. Him. You know what I'm saying? I knew all along, you know what I'm saying, that I, you know, I did what I had to do to just protect my, me and my brother's life. The only thing I say is thank you, God. Thank you for just making this day happen. Wow. Well, good for them. I mean, it sounds like I wasn't too familiar with this case. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it sounds like his, you know, he was just trying to, to defend himself. Sounds that way. I don't know. Well, if that's the case, I'm glad justice was served. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Dean on Bill. Jen's out today, starting the weekend a little early, mm-hmm. which is just a shame because, man, of all days, of all days for her not to be here. Yes. The day when Tupac <laughs> finally, finally gets his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. You know she'd be into it. 
Yeah, I know. She was waiting for this, too. This is number one on her playlist. She listens to it all the time while she's cleaning out the stalls. She's got Tupac on. Interesting enough, though. <laughs> do they do this a lot posthumously? I don't know how often they do that. Um, I know they did for Carrie Fisher recently. So I guess it Oh, happens. that's right, too. That was it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow, I they just, never gave her that when she was alive. I know, right? Go wow. figure. So obviously, you know, for, for Tupac, it, yeah, I mean, look, it's well-deserved if just looking at a music career. He was so young. He was like in his mid-20s when, when he was killed. Still convinced he's still alive, hanging out with Elvis. Wouldn't surprise me. In Vegas. Faked his death. He's going to show up at the Hollywood <laughs> Star unveiling. You watch. <laughs> Him and Elvis are hanging out in the back, looking like, yeah, good job, man. Hey, Mama, I never <laughs> got one. <laughs> I know, we have poor Jen. She missed it. She, I know she was waiting for the day Tupac uh-huh. got a star. We'll, bring, we'll, re, we'll revisit it on Monday and let a reminder of it. Yeah. She'll go, who? <laughs> More headlines coming up next. Uh, this smoke alert, this, it's a little misleading, but they're saying this bad air quality alert affects 120 million Americans now. All right, that's, that's a little bit overhyped. A little dramatic. On the number, but it was really bad in some northeast cities yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is it going to come to Florida? Hopefully not. We'll find out coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Coughing, chest is tight, eyes blacking up, little bad. It's almost like you've got this little fog going into your body. I know. It's pretty bad. I mean, it's going to get better. They're trying to, like, portray this as the apocalypse. But, yeah, I mean, it, technically it's true. If you consider all the states under a bad air warning, it's 120 million people. Is it that bad? No. It's by varying degrees. But right. I will say this. Looks better this morning in Manhattan from the camera views we can see here and the monitors. But that that was nasty yesterday. It was a, an unbelievable scene. I mean, you see the red, orange sky as it kind of developed through the morning into the afternoon. All the images that came out with, oh. like, you know, the uh, Brooklyn Bridge kind of covered it in this orange mist. That was kind of cool looking. It though. was, actually. I, kinda like, I don't want to be there, but that was no. kind of cool to look at. I mean, really, the, the, the still pictures that came out, it was, it was eerie. And it's... <laughs> Smoke is one thing. You know, it could be tough. It could burn your eyes. Whatever. That smoke and pollution combined at one. And it can, what they're saying is it pushed like the smog and pollution oh. in a big city like New York and Philly too now down below to like street level. And, and that was the biggest concern to people. It was a mix. It would be awful to have a respiratory illness right. during this. Now, this is where you actually do need a mask. I know. All the people who are afraid to walk outside and they would put on seven masks before they left their house. Now you actually do need to wear one. Now you need... We were laughing together yesterday. We were all in three of us in here looking at the monitors. People in New York is walking around totally, you know, no masks yesterday, obviously, as opposed to, right, during COVID. Right. Or, or, or even like three months ago, and they're all masked up in cellophane. And yeah, exactly. Now th- it's like, this ah. actually would be help with yeah. masks. <laughs> like, nah, I don't need a mask for this. They are making apparently one million masks available in, oh. the, in New York, which is kind of triggering to even I hear know. that. And it was a big focus of discussion at the press conference. This is what uh, their health commissioner said. It keeps the air coming into your lungs clean, so you're not getting all clogged up and then prone to infection or inflammation and exacerbating any underlying disease or putting you at risk for pneumonia or bronchitis. Okay, uh, you know, I get that. Yeah, this is where it's it's handy. Right. I mean, you know, you're cleaning out the garage, you want to wear a mask to, you know, protect yourself from from the dust. That's when the stuff is handy. This is this is when you should actually wear one. And they encouraged, you know, it was interesting. Outside of I guess a really really bad snowstorm, I don't think I've ever heard 
New Yorkers being encouraged to stay inside. Yeah, really. Not a lockdown, but you know, right. staying staying inside. So now it's it's coming down the eastern seaboard. Other states affected. A lot of them are. Was it Wilmington? Where was it? Yeah, Wilmington. A, yeah, that's that's the funny thing. You know, obviously New York was the major scene yesterday because right. of the pictures that were coming out. But as of right now, as we speak, Wilmington, Delaware has the worst air quality right yeah, now. It's pretty bad out it, of all the cities. Seems like the worst of it is moving south. Is it going to come to Florida? They don't really know. Depending on wind direction, I hope not. Most likely, the stuff's going to burn off. The worst of the smoke-causing fires is in Quebec, Canada, right now. I do have a question about that, though. Are they, like, what's the status of these fires? Are they, are they putting them out? Are they just continuing to burn? Like, does, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. I don't know if, Jen asked this question yesterday, too. I don't know if they've sought help from other countries like us, or maybe some of our northern state fire crews, but they are blaming it on bad forestry management on the mm. Canadians' part. So we can blame Canada once again. Good job, Canada. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, know. it's going to get better eventually, but yeah, I didn't see this 23 as being the summer of smoke so far, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in the world of the swamp, a couple of interesting things happened yesterday. Even Trump is talking about this indictment thing over documents. He sent out the lawyers to do some press, do some interviews. This Alina Habba... The main uh, talking point lawyer on the documents deal, keep an eye for her. Because if he does get elected again, she's going to be in that cabinet. You think so? Wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. If they do come out with an indictment, I can tell you that it is complete mishandling and weaponization of the DOJ because we've seen this exact problem with other presidents and they're not treated the same. There's nothing to argue against that. She's exactly right. And by the way, everything, and Trump's right about this, too, when he claims election interference. No, they've had plenty of other issues with this with past administrations. Because he's Trump, they're throwing this against the wall to see if it sticks. Based on speculation, by the way, they have absolutely no, the DOJ has absolutely no, they're throwing it against the wall, guessing there may be, there may be a document related to Iran in there. And, and, And you see, and that's the other thing, too, that they keep forgetting, you know, just conveniently to talk about. The report came out yesterday that Trump declassified this stuff before he left office. Well, he wasn't within his rights. But here's the craziest thing of all. There's no written rule on what to do with the document. And, and by the way, Obama took years to work out his, well, what can I keep, what can I send there, whatever, this and that. What, nope, they just went ahead and they raided Mar-a-Lago. No, that's right. Okay. Which, which by sure. the way, they, they brought in, like, I think you mentioned this when it happened, Washington, D.C. agents who circumvented South Florida agents. Oh, yeah. They weren't locals. Right. Right. It's, again, it's just, it's all about labeling. That's all it is. They know they don't have a case and they don't care. Just like they didn't care about the impeachments. They nope. knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. They just want the label. Sick. All right, take your mind off that. Please. I mentioned that it's, all right, not technically summer, but it's after Memorial Day, so it's summer, right? Yeah. Summer events. It's summer for us. You get invited to things. I don't know whether it's an aging thing, <laughs> or it's just a post-COVID thing, or it's just a me thing. I want to do less and less <laughs> these days. Am I alone on this? No, I'm, I'm with you. The, and you're a lot younger than me and Jen, but my God. There's a lot of stuff I want to say no to these days. <laughs> Looks like we're getting some help. Sam, Sam Adams has a new beer can toy, like a magic eight ball. You shake it. Hopefully you don't shake the can and screw oh. up the beer. And you get an excuse to bail out, bail on your friends and go home and drink the beer. Oh, it gives you different ideas. Yes. Wow. You know, idea starters to say no. Yeah. The power of no. 
<laughs> in the description, it says, when you shake it, it'll provide you with an excuse to ditch unwanted obligations and get back to what summer's all about, drinking beer. It's pretty good marketing so far. But, gee, it makes you kind of wonder why they're doing this right now, huh? Twelve excuses inside with beer puns. Working on a six-pack. Making poor choices. <laughs> caught in an ailment. <laughs> All right, that's pretty cheesy. But I like the idea. And yeah. I think they're tapping into something that most people are going through right now. I want to do less stuff. Just I wanna, hate to say that. Just kind of, you don't really want to go anywhere. You know what it is? Because we're just, we're, I think we're busier now <laughs> than, than, than we used to be. I like to tell myself that, yes. sure. So if you, when you have a moment, you're like, I just don't want to do anything. Done. Just want to sit on the couch. Lauren, Lauren did that to me this past weekend. I swear to God, we're having this argument right now. I swear to God, I never heard about this. But Friday night, she goes, and don't forget, tonight we have that couple with my new friends. We have that dinner date with my new couple friends. Oh, like, no. What? Oh, no. And I didn't wind up going. I said, I can't. And all I'm thinking in my head was, I just did this other guy who I've never met, the biggest solid in the world, because I'm sure he didn't want to go either. That's right. I mean, he probably, <laughs> oh he probably wants to shake your hand and say thank you. <laughs> you know. So happy we didn't have to go to this. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. All right, we are committed to this, though. We will have rapid fire. Even though Jen's out today, starting the weekend early, Dina and I are going to have it. We're, we're, we're a crew member down, but we'll get it done. We'll do our best. It's coming up next, the self Load Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Rapid Fire time. Even though we're down on our leadoff hitter, Jen has decided to start the weekend a, a little early, apparently. Apparently, weekends in Jen's world are Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Okay, we see how it is. A, a veteran move by Jennifer Ross. <laughs> That's right. We roll on. Well, the smoke is uh, still bad in the New York City area. The update, you might have just heard this from our ABC News update. Uh, They've stopped uh, incoming flights to LaGuardia Airport in New York. It's a ground stop for incoming. That's a big deal. That's that's a really big deal. Don't know how long that's going to last. They think those kinds of conditions in the Northeast anyway, all the cities. Yeah. I guess Philly is pretty bad this morning, too. They're going to say it's going to last through the weekend. Now, overall, this is a little misleading. Okay, yeah, technically 120 million Americans... Affected by bad air. Right. It's because they're including all of the eastern seaboard. It's true. And this blob of smoke can still, from the Canadian wildfires, make it down the eastern seaboard. But that's varying degrees. Not everywhere is as bad as New York and Philly. That's right. Yeah, there's there's different, you know, uh, w- you know, warnings when it comes yeah, to exactly. the thickness of the smoke and what, you know, how many, well, not toxins, but just... How bad it's going to be in, in any given area. It is pretty bad, though. You're right. In Pennsylvania, a lot of people aren't talking about uh, Pennsylvania a lot. It's it's rough. And, and and Wilmington, Delaware has the worst air, for whatever reason. Yeah, as of right now, I guess they're just getting the brunt of it at the moment. Yeah. But I guess today it's still going to be kind of rough. And hopefully, like you said, by the weekend it clears out. But, you know, to hear that they're grounding flights coming in. It's a big deal. Yeah. For now, anyway. We'll update you when that changes, because you may have a flight going up to the Northeast today. Right. It was pretty dystopian looking yesterday. I, you know, I'll give him credit for that. Freaky. It was it was, it was, was bad. And I can't imagine having a respiratory problem, Ooh. living through that. We've joked for two days now, this is when you need the masks. Right, exactly. <laughs> so now, for anybody who was scared to walk outside without a mask on, now you actually need it. Okay? <laughs> so go ahead and dust them off. Yeah, but sadly, now, now you're going to have some people that will never stop wearing masks. It is it is kind of triggering, right? Like, well, it's, I don't know when the next thing's going to happen. Know. It's, it's like a PTSD here. Put the mask back on. You're like, oh, Lord. Yeah. No, 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 no. I guess they did postpone Yankees and Phillies games I was wondering as of about last that. night. And they're keeping an eye, interesting enough, on uh, Belmont Stakes is this weekend. It's on. That's it's a Saturday. That's right. 
So, you know, obviously affected by it now. What's the weather going to be like by the time that rolls around? The wind may change. I don't know. But I don't know what they do with the horses in the meantime. Yeah, that's true, too, because they're supposed to, you know, start practicing on on the the track there. I don't know. We'll keep you updated. Yeah, see how it develops. Um, Well, we go from smoke engulfing third of the country to aliens. Of course. Let's do this. Is this the Vegas story? (laughs) It is. Are you ready for it? I haven't even seen these people. I'm already starting to doubt this one, though. (laughs) I mean, I'm a believer, too, but this one... uh... I'm not stealing this from you, am I? No. Okay. So, there's a story. For whatever reason, it's just coming out now, but apparently this (laughs) happened like like three weeks ago. There is a report out of Las Vegas. Stay with me here, okay? I'll tell you why it's coming out now, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, Where you could see, for whatever reason, there was was a, uh, a police car that was stopped on the side of the road i guess you know a traffic stop or whatever and you can see on the dash cam video from the police car this green light this green streak coming down from the sky and landing somewhere on the ground now obviously to me that's indicative the green light is always indicative of a, of a meteorite that that's usually what the green light means so when i saw the what video swamp gas I, it's, it's got to be swamp gas <laughs> or a weather balloon right so when you see the video you think oh, okay it's a meteorite but here is here's the catch there are people who call 911 and said, hey, something just crashed in our backyard. And during the 911 call, I read the transcript. The transcript is out there. This is a real call. During the call, the people were saying, oh my gosh, we're terrified. These creatures, they're not human. This is what they're saying to the 911 operator. They're saying they're not human. They're eight, nine, ten feet tall. They have these giant eyes and they're staring at us. Please help. And they were they were terrified. They didn't say what happened after that. I'm gonna they need got video walked on away. This. How but that's it. How is there no video? Help us, we're getting probed. I mean, how are you not taking video in that moment? I don't care how scared I am. We have dash cam video, we have uh, ring doorbell video of everything that happens right. now, but not this. Whenever it involves aliens, there's no video. Now, is that because of people with false claims, or is it because the government comes in and swoops it up? Well, Men in black show up. Yes. You know, Will Smith That's and right. uh, what's Th- his Tommy face? Lee Jones Tommy Lee there. Jones show yeah. up, and they do the pen thing so yep. no one remembers. That's right. Uh, but they, they called 911, and they were terrified, and the 911 operator was just trying to make sense of it all. She's like, uh, what do you mean? They're not human. So it's it's a wild story, but it, apparently this happened a few weeks ago in Vegas, but for whatever reason, it's just coming out now. And I shouldn't say there's never video or pictures. Sometimes there are, but people try to debunk it and say it's not real. So you never know what to make of it. Uh, this, well, I'm surprised at how many headlines this made, though. It's everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I would imagine there's more stuff coming out from that. And I think it went viral right now because of the recent whistleblower who came out and saying, you know, that, that guy who worked way high up in the intelligence agency saying that we have these crashed, you know, UFOs that we reverse engineer. So maybe people are just paying attention to it more. Dinner, I don't know. It's going viral now because they're charging Biden soon <laughs> with corruption. That's why. Good. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> The only time you will actually have the government admit that they're aliens <laughs> is when Joe Biden is in handcuffs, Good. if that would ever happen. Let's let's do it. I'm all in. I'll be happy about both. Or is it going to be Trump in handcuffs? Oh. Oh, good Lord. Now, the legal team for the former president has been told, allegedly, that he is a target of a federal investigation into his handling of classified documents. Back to the documents deal. He says it's completely election interference. I tend to agree with him. This is based on speculation. You realize this. 
yeah. speculation over the possibility that maybe we think there might be something in there that he's hiding. It's the flimsiest of flimsy cases. It's so flimsy they would never charge anybody or indict anyone else in the history of this country. But they will indict him on anything they possibly can. This is why the documents thing would be so important. This would be under the federal crime area. Not like doc, not like indictment number one. They're trying to get him on a federal crime to get him out of the way. <laughs> so they, this they is their next play. They want that mugshot. They want that perp walking yeah. with him in handcuffs and a, and a mugshot. Like we said during indictment one, that would be the biggest mistake the Democrats could ever possibly yep. make. That would be on every t-shirt in middle America. And in the South. Absolutely. You're going to make him a martyr at this point. They would go to rallies with that T-shirt You're on right. with mugshot. We said it before. It'd would be he? on posters and, and yeah. walls. Yep. I was ready to make the shirt myself <laughs> when, when right. it came to the mugshots. That's right. Start selling them. I, okay. Keep playing with fire. I don't know. Well, uh, we're going to end here on a... It's a sad story, but it ends, I think, kind of good. A roller coaster of emotions? It really is. I'm not prepared for this. And it involves the Miami Dolphins, actually. It's, <laughs> Speaking of not, a roller coaster. Yeah, you're not getting, <laughs> wow. That's a good point. You're the poster child of a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. You're not kidding. But this is actually something you and I were talking about yesterday off air. And the story's kind of picked up steam. It's been picked up by a lot of people now. There is this thing called Tuanon. And it's all it's centered around the quarterback for the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa, who Jen always teases me about his having you know broken hips and everything. That's right. Yeah, that's him. Well, and he has had a broken hip. He has. And so there's this Twitter account. A fan started it, and you know, kind of like the uh, anonymous thing from the movie V for Vendetta. <laughs> right. They had the face. The, yeah, the, the guy Fox mask. This guy, this Dolphin fan, created this video like he was anonymous. The the, the hacker group. And he would put on a dolphin rubber head and deepen his voice. And he would be coming out and saying good things about Tua. But, like, he was a hacker saying the fake sports news media is attacking our quarterback, all this stuff. And it became popular. Everybody knew it was a parody account, but it was popular. Unfortunately, the guy died recently. Oh, God. And The Illuminati got him. Yeah, I think Goodell so. got him. It was Goodell. <laughs> they bugged his car. He was. It turns out, now people know who this guy was. His, his name was Eric. He was a father of four kids. Died in a car accident recently. Oh, wow. And so his friends who ran this Tuanon count with him, they kind of like broke character recently said, hey, this happens. You know, Eric, our founder, has passed away. And we started a GoFundMe. Since they started the GoFundMe account for his family, you had the all these Dolphin players and the, the uh, Tom Garfinkel, who's president of the Dolphins, donated. And Tua Tungavailoa himself. Yeah, I was going to say he should. Ended up donating $10,000 to his family. Oh, that's good. So, That's nice. You know, really sad story. Feel terrible for their family, but Tua, you know, acknowledged this guy and his account. You know, they always had fun with it, and he gave ten thousand dollars to uh, to the fund. Tyreek Hill gave a thousand dollars and everything. That's so nice they're doing that. Yeah, they actually ended up raising a lot of money for his family. So what you're doing is taking care of a fan, right? A fan's family after he passed, because you know that's what it was. it was a fan account. So yeah, exactly. There's only one solution. Tua himself is going to have to become Tuanon. Yes! It's going to happen. He's going to have to make the videos now. My brain is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe big concussion media. That's right. (laughs) Bring him in there. Let's go, Tua. Oh, my God. So it was was nice to see him do that. That is. You're right. And that was a roller coaster of emotions. It was, right? There you go. It's up. It's down. I don't know what's going on now. I'm done. I don't know how I feel. I'm getting off the ride. I'm done. All right. We've got uh, an update on the Pope coming up. Apparently, that's pretty good. The angel stepped in, and they 
they updated the surgery status from the Pope. Because oh. that was kind of a big deal. He's how old now? He's 86. Wow. How yeah. about that? And an unbelievable, talk about a feel-good story. We'll have more from the politics and swamp, but a feel-good story to take away from all that. Medical science may have found a cancer vaccine for certain types. This is incredible. It's unbelievable really what they're talking about. That's more coming up next. The self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. I don't think this. I know this. I talked to the migrants, took them into another state by bus, and then took them on a chartered flight to Sacramento, <laughs> lied to them, knocked on the door, and they left these migrants right there on the steps. This is unbelievable. So first of all, that's Gavin Newsom. Sorry to infect your morning with that sound, but Oof. it's unbelievable what he's doing. Now, he said this yesterday afternoon, California time, right? This is after <laughs> the video and the interviews of the migrants fro- flown from Florida to California. Yes, that happened. The in- the interview was out there of them smiling, laughing, yep. and video proof from the DeSantis folks of them willingly being told and agreeing to go to California. That's right. And he's still saying they were kidnapped. Dropped on California's doorstep. <laughs> now, DeSantis did this to them. Let me ask you this, because obviously that's all BS. But why is Gavin Newsom doing it? So there's two things that come to mind for me. The my number uh, theory number one would be that he's just trying to upset the apple cart because he's you know doing a solid for his Democratic Party, knowing that DeSantis is you know the second front runner in the in the Republican Party behind Trump. Yeah. So he's trying to smear him and do all those types of things. Or two, does he know in the back of his head he's going to be going up against DeSantis a little bit for the presidency? So he's starting the attacks early. I think both. I think both of those. And there's one other aspect, Dieter. It's because he has to justify this California being a sanctuary state deal. He has to distract from that because now the argument's happening. Is anybody ever going to call themselves a sanctuary county, state, town, anything again after this? Because DeSantis found he used this clear as day. You're a sanctuary state. Keep have them. Yeah, I mean that's what they did with New York. You know when it came to Maryland. I mean Chicago when it comes to you know Illinois state you know state rules. It's you start kind of using it against them. And you call their bluff. And so you're right. He I don't is, know. He is jumping into the fight against DeSantis because they are going to face off at some point soon. You it's going to so. happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Here's the California GOP's response. Once he saw that the individuals that were coming here wanted to and were excited to. And so it's interesting to see him walk back some of those comments considering, you know, he came off a little aggressive. The, the still shots in the video, I mean, honest to God, it's like there was a party on the private plane <laughs> of the migrants going to California. <clears throat> they were like giving the peace sign. They were doing selfies with the pilot. They're, it was unbelievable. And yet he's saying they were kidnapped. Yeah. And taken to my state. Ron DeSantis's thugs came in the middle of the night, <laughs> took them out of their homes, and brought them to my state wow. against their will. In the meantime, I don't know. DeSantis, how about this? Coming back from Iowa in the Midwest trip? Stopped by at the border yesterday. He was right there. We have put forth resources to assist with the transportation of illegal migrants to sanctuary jurisdictions where, you know, they've advertised that they welcome that. That prevents from coming to Florida. And I think it's also been very effective. It's not an exciting speaker. Uh, no. It's a little no. tough. He, well, he's, and he's, Jen's right when she says this. He doesn't have the stage presence. But, I mean, the policy-wise. And that that's the thing. I mean, policy's right. obviously very strong, and he can hit you back real good if you come at him. Yep. We've seen that before. But, no, that's, you know, look, it's hard to find somebody like Trump or even like Clinton or, or uh, Obama. 
And we may not for a long time, by the way, because right. the people who are coming up through the ranks, they're great on policy, like like the Schwam, Ramaswamy. Yeah. Great on policy. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You think he could fill up an arena? No, and that's the thing. When, you know, when you say Clinton, Obama, and Trump, we're talking about people who can captivate you when they speak. It's, it's charisma. It, stage that's charisma. It stage, stage power. Right. Right. And, you know, you can be strong on policy, but are you going to be able to keep people's attention? Yeah. But like you said before, when we were talking about Trump drama, Trump fatigue. Yeah. All of these stupid indictments they keep throwing him, which don't hold water, but it's still a thing where, like, you've got some people that said, I love Trump, but I just, I don't want to go through this again. I hear And it. that's one of the main yeah. goals. That's one of the main goals that the Democrats are trying to do. Sure. To wear you down with this crap. And then and then you see DeSantis and you might think, well, you know, maybe he's a better alternative. They're, 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 they're trying to make you tired of Trump. It's like, yeah, I never saw Skinner, but this cover band was great. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Saw them in the park. They were good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After all that political crap, let's get to some good news. Yes. Feel good story of the day. Every so often, the feel good story from the day comes from the medical science world. And this is one of them. And it's unbelievable. This has been percolating up through the news a little bit. And now it's in several published reports this morning. British scientists, British doctors might very well be on the verge of a cancer vaccine. I I know you hear vaccine, but hold on. This is a little bit different. For people fighting colon and pancreatic cancers, both of which are expected to be the number one killers of people under 40 in a couple of years. In human testing, it showed potential to lower the risk of relapse in 100% of the patients. Oh. They had already had surgery to remove tumors, but they had markers that showed that most likely they're coming back, right? That was at the start of the trials. Nearly all of the patients showed signs of their cancer returning, and none of them did. That's incredible. It's awesome. I mean, zero. It's just that's that's incredible. What a game changer this would be. It's it's really exciting. And I think the thing that really excites me the most is it seems like because I know you're gonna have people say, Well, that's all fine and dandy, but big farmers never gonna let that come out. They make too much money off of uh, cancer treatment. Sure, right. That's been the argument. And I get that. But if they can make money off of, of a vaccine, they'll be plenty happy to do that. So in that case it's a win win. Let them make their money. That's as right. long as it's actually helping people. That's the balance. That's right. Yes. Oh, I love it. That's that's That'd be huge, it's to say a, the least. It's kind of unsure when I took that first vaccine well, we all know about, but this one, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Pretty big deal. How about that? It's a big deal, big deal too, uh, in different kind of news, in the sports department, one of the biggest soccer players in the world, if not the biggest, is going to be playing right in our neck of the woods. This is unbelievable. But he <laughs> it really said it's is. to get out of the spotlight. I know, can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> Got that and some uh, some other headlines too. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Coughing, chest is tight, eyes blacking up a little bit. It's almost like you've got this little fog going into your body. Very focused to stay home indoors tonight and tomorrow whenever possible. Reason number 1,118 why I'm glad I don't live in New York. First of all, Mayor Eric Adams, and secondly, that. Yeah, no fun. I mean, looks better today. I don't know. It's tough to tell, but everybody's got a camera on it, all the monitors in our studio, because all the networks are talking about it. But, uh, yeah, it was nasty. It is a little, okay, the air quality reports and the warnings out say it affects 120 million Americans because that's up and down the eastern seaboard. It's not that bad everywhere. That's That's the thing. So, yeah, it's it was, shifting winds. 
that's what it is. I mean, it's it's going to keep you know swirling south, east, whatever it's going to do over, over the next couple of days, and it's going to be worse in spots uh, in some spots than others. Yesterday, New York had the worst spot. Today, actually, it looks like Philadelphia is going to kind of get the smoke cloud. The hazardous smoke cloud that uh, New York City had yesterday. Well, I guess I would tell you it's going south then, right? The yes. worst of it? So I was, I believe it or not, Al Roker actually has up a smoke map right now on the Today Show. <laughs> so I was kidding. We were joking before. I think the Weather Channel really did send Jim Cantori there. They might have, honestly. Oh he might be there right now. I got to take oh. a look on the, on the next break to see if, if he's there because he might be there. Um, but they were showing kind of like the hazardous, you know, what to expect. The Philadelphia area, uh, area with like Harrisburg and everything like that to the west is supposed to be the worst today when it comes to this yeah. to the smoke. Yeah, that, they, that has the hazardous label. And then the very unhealthy is <laughs> New York City, unfortunately, so it's still pretty bad there. And actually going down to Was- Washington, D.C. now, they're kind of getting that unhealthy, very unhealthy label when it comes to uh, the smoke coming their way. They're expecting, you know, in the Northeast anyway, to to last through the weekend. It looks a little bit better already. It hasn't really affected us so far yet, I hope. Good. Hopefully the winds shift and that stays away. This will affect you, though, if you get a flight to the Northeast. Actually, flights everywhere. They have a ground stop at LaGuardia Airport in New York for incoming flights. That's a big deal. So, fl- <laughs> Flight Aware, you know, their website has put up yeah. their misery map. It's oh. causing delays all over the place because of how many flights come into that place. But, you know, something like that happens. It affects the whole country. You got to teach me how to take a look at flights and delays and everything, because I never fly. I maybe, and that—that's not because I hate it. I just never end up flying anywhere. You have though, right? Yeah, like three or four times, honestly, like a handful. I've been on an airplane, right? And but I, I'm gonna fly to Washington D.C. actually on Sunday night. So by the way, I won't be here Monday and Tuesday. Just to let you know. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this, this is how we work out things. You. Yeah. Jen just takes off the weekend early, Thursday and Friday gone. Okay, all right. I'm starting off the week. Hopefully she's back on Monday, otherwise it's going to be a slow show. (laughs) You'll be like, "Uh, I guess I'll do rapid fire alone. I mean, this shouldn't affect your flight next week or whatever. You realize they have propellers now, right? No. Oh, yeah, you get a gun in the tarmac and you have to push. And Do I have to go out there? So yeah, it's, it's bad. After what, COVID, man, yeah. It's, <laughs> so when I go to PBI on Sunday night. Yeah, you got to walk in the tarmac. Walk in the tarmac. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> different world now, Tina. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll update you on this whole thing. Yeah, You know, we're joking a little bit, but I couldn't imagine having a respiratory illness and dealing with that in that, in that city yesterday. New York looked dystopian. It was just because what they're saying is it's it, the fire and the smoke is pushing the pollution and smog in big cities down anyway to like street level. Right. So that's where kinda, it's really bad. Right. So on top of the smoke cloud, like you said, it's kind of pushing what's already in the atmosphere down and you're getting this just a soup of yuck that's, that's just hanging over them. And no, I mean, you're right. The, the way it looked, though, it looked like something out of. You know, a Hollywood movie. It kind of reminded me of what was that? Total Recall. Yeah, with Arnold right. Schwarzenegger, where he was on Mars. Yep, it was. Right? It's like orange. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of gross. It's not like okay. regular regular smoke. Oh, thanks Canada. So I guess the worst of the fires that's causing this stuff on uh, the eastern seaboard of the U.S. is the Quebec fire, which is hundreds of acres. But we'll see. Oh, and on top of that, Hawaii's Kilauea volcano erupted. So did it? Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> You know, so you got if it's not wildfires stretching down into the northeast causing hazardous smoke, then it's a volcano erupting in Hawaii. Who's that end times guy we have on the weekend That's here? That's right. With that brokered show. I gotta start listening to him for these end times. The gospel show. The gospel show. <laughs> Time to start listening. He's on to something. All right, way better news. Oh, jeez. I don't have a Lionel Messi quote for you, but he's coming to South Florida 
But this guy was the head coach of the Dania Beach Tarpons Football Club. Next best thing. He's telling you what kind of an impact this signing has. When I attended the Striker, the yeah. Miami Fusion, ah, the Fusion. You, can, you could count, you know, 10,000 or, I mean, 4,000 or less in a stadium. Uh, this stadium is going to fill up every seat. And what's the stadium again? It's the former Lockhart, right? Yeah. I still don't know the name of what they changed it to. I know it's like something PNK because Inter-Miami's colors are black and pink. Oh. So I, they, they kind of went along with, with that theme, I believe. Um, yeah, this is, but no, outside of that, he's right. I remember the Miami Fusion, actually. And that was when they were trying to really start to build up. It was post-1994 uh, World Cup. You know, that was a big deal when they had that in Chicago and everything like that. Um, so they were trying to start to build up the game in America. Fusion didn't do too well. They didn't last very long. But since then, I mean, it's become more popular. It's a long time ago. You're talking at least 20 years. So it's become a lot more popular now to the point where the biggest soccer star in the world, actually the biggest sports star in the world. He is. I think he'd f- safely say that. I, absolutely. I, I think so. Um, because it's a soccer, big deal. Yeah, soccer is the biggest thing in the world. I mean, I know we get caught up with football and basketball here, but he's, he's coming to America and to our area, South Florida. It's, it's an incredible story. Trixie has uh, given us feedback through the 850 mo- mobile app. Thank you, Trixie. Is it DRV Pink Stadium? Yes. Is that Drive th- Pink? That's what it is. Drive Pink? Yes. Or is it just DRV? I think it's Drive Pink. What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I think uh. they should do. I think Beckham and Messi should get together on a conference call today and say, let's just change the name. It's let's it's it's Messi Stadium. It's, That's what I was going to call it. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's what I was going to call it anyway. But it's a big deal too, and I would imagine that American soccer, U.S. soccer, uh, kind of helped grease the wheels for this too, because we're about to have the World Cup right here in the states, and for him to come to MLS is a big deal. It's it's the biggest thing that's happened to American soccer probably since the USA made the quarterfinals in the 2002 World Cup. I mean, honestly. It's and that's that's the kind of impact that getting this guy Lionel Messi, who just led his team to a World Cup championship in 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 December. And remember how big those celebrations were? We right. were talking about it. Oh my gosh, Argentina! Stopped. Millions of people. So to have him come here now, it's 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 a dream for for any American soccer fan. It's unbelievable. We'll see what the impact is. I thought the quote was amazing. He says, "I am not going back to Barcelona. No, I'm going to play in the MLS in South Florida." To st- to get out of the spotlight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. That kind of puts it into perspective. So, so in the so- in, wow. fo- in football world, America is the like under the radar market. I guess so. Wow. Imagine what he must Boy, go that's through. Telling, telling you something. Jeez. Unbelievable. In other sports news, well, kind of. Okay, entertainment news. Kind of a sad day, actually. Our wrestling expert, Diener, will chime in on this. We lost the Iron Sheik. Yeah. He was old, though. Old for a wrestler. He was like, in in wrestling years, he was like 150. That's amazing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we've got, uh, are they going after Donald Trump on documents? Yeah, probably. What is he saying about it? All that next. The South Florida Morning Show. Who else gives you the Iron Sheik and Trump? That's in what, one segment. That's what we do. Nobody. <laughs> right here. All right, it's coming up next. East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. If they do come out with an indictment, I can tell you that it is complete mishandling and weaponization of the DOJ because we've seen this exact problem with other presidents and they're not treated the right. same. Is it indictment 2.0? Well, here we go. Possibly. By the way, that's Alina Haba. I'd keep an eye on her because if Trump does get reelected again, and there's a good chance he will be, I see her in a highly ranking cabinet position. 
He's the one, she's the one, as far as the documents go, he's sending out to the media mostly, and she does a really good job. Maybe you can make her, uh, uh, maybe, uh, attorney general or something? I would not mind. Oh, no. Alina, hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> hey, now. That's neither here nor there. Here's why it's happening. The legal team for the former president has been told he's a target of a federal investigation into the handling of classified documents. You realize, of course, this is all on speculation. They don't know, really, what's there. Possibly there was a document here related to something else we don't think. It's just that fatigue thing. They're trying to make everybody so tired of constant Trump news that right. at some point you'll turn around. And we know people like this are like, I love him, love his policy. I can't. I can't do it anymore. It's, and that's their goal. Yep. It's it's a psychological effect that they're trying to impart on people, which is to keep him negative, right? I mean, he's always going to have negative news. Keep it negative and then basically say, well, you know, here's another indictment. Oh, you can't vote for him because he's been indicted twice now. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then if that doesn't work, then they're going to indict him a third time and a fourth time. Because they have all these different things that they have lined up that they're just ready to go. That I mean, it's not anything that's justified. Right. Just like the impeachments weren't. They knew those weren't justified. They weren't going to go anywhere. But they don't care because they just want the stigma on him. They, they want the stench of indictment. He truthed out yesterday, nobody's told me about any indictment. Ridiculous. And then followed it up with, wow, this is turning out to be the greatest and most vicious instance of election interference, capitals there, in the history of our country. Mm. I'd have to agree he's right, because he talked about the timing there in the middle of his campaign. And she's right. Attorney Haba there. Yeah. This is anybody not named Trump. This isn't a thing. Well, this is not happening. No, exactly right. And if you want want, uh, to play technicalities... Then Trump is right. It can be considered election interference because now obviously that's a matter of opinion. Of course it is. But I don't necessarily disagree with him because they see him as the front runner, which he is in the Republican Party anyway. And here's the difference on this one. The DOJ is like, the Democrats are going documents, meh, no big deal. But they're federal. An indictment would mark the first time a former president has been charged with a federal crime. That's opposed to the New York thing, the indictment. Where they got the perp walk out of that one. Uh-huh. This is yep. federal. Oh, so federal this is stuff. New level. It's all politics. It's all crap. That's what it is. Hey, uh, smoke update. If you got a flight today, watch out. Lots of things are affected throughout the entire country because of this. Anybody traveling by plane today, pay attention to it. More flights could be delayed because of the dangerous air quality. We've already had New York's LaGuardia Airport uh, grounded for incoming flights anyway. That was the alert as of right now, and it hasn't really changed. It delays at Dulles International and Ronald Reagan Washington National. And the same thing could happen again. D.C.'s seeing the first code red air quality alert this morning for fine particle pollution since 2011. I don't oh. know what happened in 2011, but there you go. I know. I'm trying to think back now. What was going on there? That's, my gosh. What, what a mess, man. It really is. So hopefully it clears up by the weekend. You're hoping it clears up by Monday. Yeah, exactly. You get on an airplane. You're actually pl- paying attention to flights now. I see? know. See what it's like? <laughs> I, ah. don't, I don't know what to do. I have to go to these flight things and see if my <laughs> flights can be canceled. I don't know how to do any of I've this. You've got to buy one of those tickets. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? They're also, by the way, uh, they think most of this is going to be cleared out by the end of the weekend, but this is what's happening in New York on Saturday the Belmont Stakes. Right. It's a big race. So, what are they going to do with the horsies? They're keeping an eye on it. They have already postponed. Uh, Yankees game, and in Philadelphia, a little bit south of there, they've got they've postponed a Phillies game. Yeah, I guess the air quality in uh, Pennsylvania is getting kind of rough. Yeah, it's even worse there today than it is in uh, New York City. They had the worst yesterday. Now it's kind of gone down to the the Philly area. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, 
all along the eastern seaboard. I mean, technically, yeah, by the letter of the law, it's 120 million people possibly affected. That's really misleading, though, because it's not that bad in every single area. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. If it would be tough to argue with somebody from New York yesterday saying it's not bad because that that looked awful. Oh my gosh, yes. But you're right. As far as the number goes, they like to throw the number out there. It, it kind of reminds me of when a hurricane is coming, say through through the Gulf, and they go, "This hurricane is set to impact 50 million people," because they're talking about parts of Texas, exactly. Louisiana, Florida. We're talking about the whole country, right? Right. And meanwhile, it's probably only really going to severely affect you know like 2,000 people. Wow. But they want to throw the big number out there. It's still a mess, though. It's not good. Still a mess. We'll update you as we go, especially if you're flying. And in the meantime, we lost an entertainment, oh. I'll have to say entertainment legend yeah. yesterday. The Iron Sheik from the wrestling world. Even I know this guy. After I give you that suplex, I put you in the camel clutch, and all American, they're going to say the Iron Sheik, Iran, number one. One of the greatest <laughs> villains in wrestling history, he was yeah. really old though for a wrestler, wasn't he? He was. He was 81 years old, which is that's, in, that's old. It's incredible because unfortunately, a lot of these guys who they, were, you know, their heyday was was the 80s, like like his was. A lot of them passed away like 60 or younger, and you know, Roddy Piper and it's all a the rough life. Macho Man. They they was not not an easy thing to be a wrestler at that point. So for him to make it to 81. Ah, the legend Iron Sheik, man. That one hurt yesterday when I saw that. That was it was really it was sad. You might remember, because apparently everybody is saying, despite the character he played, which was, you know, anti America and pro Iran, and this was the early eighties. That's right. Right after the Iran host, Iranian hostage crisis. <laughs> right. That's why they uh played it up. His match in Madison Square Garden in nineteen eighty four at the time was one of the most watched entertainment events in world history. That's right. Him and against- it sparked Hulkamania. Yeah. Because he was the all-American hero. Uh-huh. Iron Sheik against Hulk Hogan, the way that Vince McMahon kind of wrote that whole thing. Right. The American hero against this evil Iranian coming off all that stuff in the 80s. It was it was genius. And like you said, it was watched worldwide. Wow. That's too bad. He probably, you know what's so funny? I'm not even knowing him. Off the stage was probably one of the most pro-American guys of all time. <laughs> it's true. It was. You know, we really loved it. And he, he kept up the character until his final day. He would always go on Twitter. He was an incredible follow on Twitter. <laughs> and he would go on Twitter every other day and say, you know, just terrible things about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he kept up that feud. And they were actually great friends <laughs> behind the scenes. That's but he, he always kept up the feud. So. Rest in peace to the legend. Iron Sheik, sad, man. That's sad. In better news, we got rapid fire coming up next. I just, I'm trying to track it down again. While we were talking, a stat just flashed across the screen of the impact of Lionel Messi already for ticket prices right. down here. It's unbelievable. It's over a thousand percent increase. Yeah. We've got that and more in rapid fire. Jen's off today. There's Dean around Bill coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. We roll on. We're a crew member short, but Rapid Fire won't be stopped by anything. Jen's uh, start the weekend a little early. She'll be back on Monday. There's Diener on Bill. We'll start it off. Well, here's the latest what the forecasters are saying from their world, saying the wildfire smoke blanketing the northeast and the eastern seaboard may start lifting before the end of the day. I, I don't oh. know if you can really tell anything from this, but from the camera shots they're showing on all the networks this morning, it looks a little better in New York anyway. Yeah, right now it does in the morning. I mean, gosh, compared to yesterday afternoon. Looks like the worst of it's going south because now they're saying Philadelphia, uh, Delaware, looking rough. Right, right. So that they might look like, you know, New York did yesterday with the orange sky. 
We'll see. Maybe some crazy pictures come out of there today. Oh, uh, gosh, it's just so bad. It causes the Canadian wildfires. Canadian officials are blaming bad forestry. I don't know yet. I haven't heard. This is an interesting question. I think Jen had yesterday. Are they going to seek help and get some help from a lot of our forestry departments, from especially the northern border states? I would, I would imagine they would. It would make sense if they at least asked. I guess the Maybe. worst one right now is in Quebec. It's a uh, massive one. It's really? like totally uncontained. Gosh. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, do pay attention to it. There's expected to be more flight delays and closures. They had a ground stop in LaGuardia earlier. Still checking on that to see what will happen. That And that affects flights everywhere. So we'll check on it. We'll update you as we go. It's a good idea to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, all, all of a sudden no one had a forecast for a giant smoke cloud. To be, to be coming your way. What a summer already. Gosh. So if you had that flight planned, just just check it out, just, you know, just in case. Well, this was actually breaking news here, Bill. Mm. That, um, you know, we were talking about the Iron Sheik earlier. Legendary wrestler, entertainer, sad. really. That he passed away. And now another legendary figure in TV has passed away. Pat Robertson. Wow. 93 years old. Yeah, he was around a long time. He was one of the televangelist innovators. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Actually, NBC News, this was their write-up of him. The conservative evangelist and media mogul who galvanized the modern Christian right has died at age 93. It's really fascinating what the, the television as far as creating TV networks, some of the first syndicated programming in the country. Yeah, that's true. I mean, gosh, I remember watching the 700 Club. My mom used to have that on when I was a kid. It was on, you know, CBN. I mean, he started Christian Broadcasting Network. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty big deal. He did it for a long time. A long time. And I know his son kind of took it over now, and I think he's the one who kind of runs the company in that 700 Club show. Let's not forget, too, he gave us one of our favorite drops of all time. Halloween is Satan's night. It's the night for the devil. He was not a fan of Halloween. Thank you, Pat. We get to play that every single year at Halloween. Oh, and even if any chance it comes up. That, that's true. So we know for sure that Pat Robertson will always be remembered here on the South Florida Morning Show. Always. Because we love that soundbite. But now when October rolls around and we play that with a Halloween-related story, I'm going to have to say R.I.P., Pat. Yeah, R.I.P. So, R.I.P. And hey, look, you know, think what you uh, think what you want of him. Some people didn't like him. Some people loved the guy. Yeah. But, you know, fact but, of the matter is he's a legend in, in broadcasting. and you, you can't doubt his impact. No. Here's a crazy, crazy story for you. So, one of the big things that Mike Pence is running on, in fact, he said it again yesterday, there will be absolutely no pardons for anybody involved with January 6th, you know, he's trying to distance himself again away from uh, President Trump. Judas. Listen to the story that came out yesterday. An actor known for roles on Better Call Saul and a voice actor on that cartoon, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Uh, he's behind bars this morning on January 6th. Riot charges. No. He's an actor. Really? Jay Johnston helped attack, they say, the U.S. Oh. Capitol in 2021. He's 54. What? He's already been dumped from Bob's Burgers. Oh, no. After his alleged involvement in the, uh, in the events of the day came to light. It's nuts. I mean, they have him... In one of the close-up shots, like it's, there's no doubt it's him. They wow. even have the same profile side shot of him. There's like no doubt you could ever doubt that he was there. And they have evidence, <laughs> and I don't know why the FBI released this, but they have evidence of a text he sent to a friend saying, here's the quote, the news as it presented as an attack, it actually wasn't, though it kind of turned into that. It was a mess, got maced and tear-gassed. I found it quite untastic. 
he sent to a friend. So wow. there's, I guess that's his admission that he was there. That he was there. They're also claiming that he had a uh, police riot shield at one point. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you could be there. It doesn't mean you would go to jail just because you were standing in front of the Capitol. But I guess if he took place and they see him on camera, you know, I guess causing mayhem. And that's where the trouble comes. That is just nuts. Yeah, it is actually. So they're still focusing in on video evidence and finding people and, and arresting them and charging them. Can we also just, I know, look, I'm going to get, get, get political here, but it just incenses me that they hunt these people down like, you know, six, 1,600 Salem witch trials, but they do nothing about the people who were involved in the BLM riots. Yep. Nope. You know, murders that happened from there, that businesses is- that, that were destroyed. Nothing. They're fine. That $2 billion in property damage in those riots, it's just being wiped from history. That's right. It, they'll never, they never talk about it. No, because like, it wasn't a thing. That, that, those, those were people on their side. Right. So they leave that one alone. It's convenient, isn't it? Wow. Anyway, before I get too uh, insensitive. Don't get too worked up. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, I'm going to get worked up because I had the sports update, Bill. And last night was not a good night. It was a great day. For South Florida sports with uh, Lionel Messi mm-hmm. announcing he's coming to Miami. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. But then it kind of tapered off in the nighttime hours because the Miami Heat played game three of the NBA Finals in Miami. Series tied at one game apiece. The owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, was there. The head coach, Mike McDaniel. Dolphins players. Neymar, famous Brazilian soccer player, uh, wearing a Jimmy Butler jacket. Hello. Shakira was there. Shakira was there. I saw that. Tons of stars, tons of athletes, big names, and they were all there to see the Miami Heat get embarrassed at home and get blown out in the second half. I mean, what close what up happened? to that though? I saw, much to my own surprise, this whole game. Really? Boy, Denver is just they're they're good man. They play good team basketball. They, they are what? a rebounding machine as well. That's what it came Offensive down to. Offensive rebounds. The the rebounding and credit to Denver. I'm not going to take anything away from them in that game because it was it was actually a great game in the first half. And then Nikola Jokic, who is just a force of nature right now, the best player on the Nuggets, probably the best player in the world right now. He has a historic triple-double. Never been done in the NBA Finals until last night. Wow. 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. So it's No a, one has uh, ever done that. No one's ever done a 30-point triple-double? With 20 rebounds. Oh, okay. Right. So, I mean, think of the names. Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Shaq, Kobe. Nobody did it. Nobody until last night. But that Murray guy got a triple-double, too. That's right. And he got it with a rebound that was like two seconds left in the game. Because he got (laughs) ten rebounds to put it into a triple-double. That's unbelievable. So, I mean, that is the Denver Nuggets when those two guys, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, when they play really well, the Nuggets win. And last night, they both had triple-doubles and... The Heat were outmanned, out, wow. out, uh, outplayed in the second half. So they lose that game by 15 points last night, and they're down 2-1 in the series. But Game 4 is Friday night. Hopefully they can come back in Game 3, and I think they're, they're going to fight back. They're a very resilient team. Speaking of Game 3s, we'll uh, Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. Florida Panthers is tonight, tonight. isn't it? Yeah, yes. game, game 3, first one in uh, Sunrise. That's right. So if you're going down there, I hear the parking, the, the prices are astronomical. So just be prepared for that. I suggest parking in the Sawgrass Mall, walking across the street. Do the trek. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much, much easier. So we'll Spe- see if the Panthers have better luck in the heat tonight. <laughs> Speaking of prices, so this story popped up about, I still can't figure out the name of this stadium. The former Lockhart Stadium, yeah. is that what it is? Where Lionel Messi is going to play. Uh, tickets are up over like a thousand percent there, but it's across MLS. Some stories coming in from other soccer cities, just his impact of him coming to America to play soccer. That's Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. No, it's 
It's an incredible, just outside of the, the sports story, the business story end of it is is unreal. It's interesting. All yeah. right, with that and uh, heads up, more travel alerts because of this smoke situation. It's kind of a pain. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. We've got already a ground stop at LaGuardia in New York because of the thick smoke. Take a look at the numbers. 5,400 delays, actually exceeding that yesterday alone, 161 cancellations. Oh, boy. That's Tom Costello from NBC. They always put him at an airport at any time. There's weather or smoke or delays or just holiday travel, and it's it's looking pretty rough, actually. So now this is affecting the whole country. Yeah, I was going to say, whenever you hear Tom Costello do a uh, it's not good. an airline report, that's like having Jim Cantori in your time before a <laughs> hurricane. It's, it's not hopeful. No, no, it's not. So, no, you're right, though. I mean, just outside of the, the breathing aspect of it, which obviously is the, the main factor, um, now you're talking about flights being canceled yeah. and travel being affected. It's, what a mess. Whenever you've got a ground order from LaGuardia, just the amount of planes that flights that come into that place every yeah. single day, that, that's rough. And they're expecting more, which is why they did the report on it. Uh, it's coming from hundreds of wildfires individually, by the way, raging in Canada. I guess they're saying the worst one now is in Quebec. Oh, okay. I don't know what the status is now. not hearing oddly too much of that about how they are as far as containing it, but... Come on, yeah. Trudeau. Tell us what's up. Yeah, I, it's that's what I'm. I'm confused by that too. Why aren't we hearing more about are these fires being contained? No. Are they? I mean, you know, you always hear about like with the California wildfires. Well, the you know the the Big Sur fire is forty percent contained. Is there any news coming out of Canada? <laughs> Very little, actually. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird. It's it's kind of odd, but yeah. it's, that's where all the smoke's coming from. The entire eastern eastern seaboard, actually. In fact, Washington D.C. is seeing the first. Code red air quality alert for fine particles since 2011. I don't know wow. what happened then, but since 2011. In fact, it's not just LaGuardia. Dulles and Ronald Reagan uh, uh, Washington National have both had massive delays this morning. So That's here big. you go. I'm flying into Ronald Reagan on Sunday night. I swear if this doesn't clear up before then. First time I've ever seen you. Look at, like, flight things. And What's that flight-aware site? That's right. What do I have to watch? How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've flown, like, maybe four times in my life. I don't mind it. It's just I never fly anywhere. Well, you have to leave now for security. <laughs> Very <laughs> concerned. God. Very concerned. So, I don't know. But it uh, it does affect... It, it looks like the worst of it is heading south because Philadelphia is pretty bad, too. And I, yeah, I, I, I right. don't know for sure, but it just looks like from the camera angles, it looks like New York's a little bit better. Compared to yesterday, that was just, just gross looking. It looked like something out of you know Mad Max or any type of apocalyptic movie where it was, it was a movie set. I mean, it looked like CGI. Just everything covered in this orange dust and mist. Oh, it was crazy. I, it reminded me, do you remember... Maybe it was actually about three years ago. I think it was around the time of uh, when the pandemic was at its height. They had, of course, wildfires in California. But the, the, the smoke, the sky, looked. I think it was San Francisco, actually. Mm -hmm. It looked like that. Um, how it was yesterday in, in New York. And it was all orange and everything. Red sky in San Francisco. So it's scary when you see it. But, man, you don't normally see that in New York. California, yes, because they have the wildfires. Do you remember that, though, from San Francisco? It was in the middle of COVID. I'm like, what else can those people go through? Right. It's like, even if you could get out of lockdown, you don't want to go outside. It looks like you're in Mars. Wow. Craziness. So hopefully it clears up by the weekend. One of the biggest sports stories in the world, actually, yesterday, involved yeah. us down here, but it actually involves the entire country. So I just saw a quick little stat they showed on, who had it? Was it CNN? No, it was on Fox. They had it. 
So the ticket prices for what will be starting in July is home games for Lionel Messi coming to South Florida. Boy, the ticket prices have say. increased over 1,000% yeah. increase. But that's here's right. what's interesting. And if you're kind of wondering what kind of impact this guy has, it's all of these MLS stadiums and cities throughout the country. So in Chicago, I guess there's a Miami at Chicago game coming up, I don't know when in the season. I think it's somewhere in, in July. Tickets had been $37 on average. Wow. They were selling for, on their official site, for $1,000. Oh, my gosh. On, on, not aftermarket. Just, uh, Just the, the official ticket. site. So all these teams wow. have raised their ticket prices that much. And it's not even his home thing. Right. That's, that's in Chicago. That's pretty wild. That's what makes this... It's it's a enormous sports story, but it's also a very big business story because of the it's it's the messy effect. It's that domino effect of that that guy who, you know, think what you want about our stars here in America when it comes to football and basketball and baseball. Messi is the biggest sports star in the world. And f- to have that guy come to your country and to our town, it changes everything yeah. for you business. Know, it- it's massive. It may change the sports business, too, because of yeah. how they did it. So apparently, you know, they can't exactly afford him. So what they did was with, a, I think it was Adidas and Apple. Apple, yeah. They have team sponsorships or league sponsorships, and they're giving them a cut of that from the, like, non-traditional revenue. And that that's the amazing thing about this, too. You're right, is that this isn't your typical sports deal where, you know, one team makes a deal with another team. The entire league of Major League Soccer... <laughs> Worked on this with David Beckham and Inter Miami. Well, that makes make this happen. That makes sense. Yeah, we're about to have the World Cup in the States. Yeah, it's huge. And Miami is a host city for the World Cup in 26. So here's another example. It's amazing. Charlotte FC, whoever they are. Right. Yesterday in the news that he would be on the schedule and Miami plays them for a road game for Miami, Charlotte sold more than 10,000 tickets Wednesday afternoon for that game. Everyone's going to be sold out, no matter where they go. It's just going to be sold out at astronomical prices. Oh, they play at Bank of America Stadium, where the uh, Carolina Panthers play. Oh, wow. They okay. opened up the the upper bowl to the stadium, which they've never done yet, because they expect it to be like almost sold out for one guy. That's like a 65,000-seat stadium. 74,000. 74,000? How about that? All because Messi's getting... It's the Messi effect. I mean, do you remember the seat? And that's what I was saying to you earlier, is that... You know, I know you have some some sports people or some older fans who are like, ah, you know, it's whatever. Pele came here and David Beckham came here. But this isn't that. David Beckham and Pele were really at the twilight, twilight of their careers. And granted, Messi probably has maybe three, four years left in his career. Yeah, but he's still prime, isn't he? I he's mean- still great. He's still, you know, at the top of the game when it came to the European League where he's playing in France. And he just... Led his country to their to his first World Cup championship six months ago. So I mean, you're talking about a guy, and he, and he was the most valuable player on that team that won the World Cup in December. So I mean, this is a guy who is still very, very, uh, uh, very much at, at, toward the top of his game, and the biggest sports star in the world. If you're uh, here. if you're in California <laughs> listening to us, and we know we have a few of those, if you're going to see him play at LAFC, yes, uh, they will not secure a seat. For anything less than three hundred and fifty bucks, Whoa. almost ten times the price for the visit of the Colorado Rapids. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so just so any team that's hosting Miami in an MLS game this coming season, they're just they're they're, they're gouging people, and that, for this guy, for for him. Wow! And I mean the the business, they're, they're going to have a 
an e- economic boom for a weekend wherever he plays because people are going to fly in from all over to, to watch the game. Yeah, they the probably game. will. You're right. International you know? travel, too. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a big deal, man. It's a really big deal. How about that? Historic. All right, we got the 9 o'clock hour coming up next. Some things we didn't get to, including, I think we should mention it again. I think it's unbelievable. It may even be blog-worthy, Diener. You make the call, Ooh. but this the, the, our feel-good story of the day today comes from the medical world. They may have a cancer vaccine soon. Yes. They don't come out with news like this until they're really, really close for certain types. It's unbelievable. That's some entertainment stuff, too. Next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Coughing, chest is tight, eyes lacking a little bit. It's almost like you've got this little fog going into your body. So they're officially calling it, as of yesterday, when they can compile the numbers, the worst air quality the city of New York has ever had. Oh, no, really? Like in hist- in its history. Wow. Since they measured such things. Yeah, well... I mean, they've had some pretty bad stuff in the past, so this is must really be saying something. I mean, when you when you look at it, you know, you see the pictures. We all saw it by now. I mean, there's just this orange cloud that enveloped the entire city. You see just silhouettes of the skyline as they peek through this orange dust and smoke. Nasty. I mean, it totally enveloping the bridges and everything. It, is it looks awful. I don't know. It looks better today. It looks like just as like cloudy and smoky over New York as they put the yeah. cameras on it. But, you know, <laughs> there's a few hours and there's time before rush hour before, you know, smog picks up in the city. I don't know whether it gets worse in the afternoon. I, I thought the air quality was going to get better. It, it looks it looks still really bad. It's very hazy out there right now. It's, <clears throat> it's like a brown haze. So here's what they're saying. It looks as though, uh, what was it, Wilmington, Delaware? They actually have the worst air quality as of right now. Philadelphia's been pretty bad. And for whatever reason, the winds, the way the winds go from this thing, it's pushing into the Ohio Valley. Really? And and the entire, except really for us, the entire eastern seaboard is affected. Yeah. That's where you're hearing this 120 million Americans. You know, that varies by degree, but I mean, come on. Well, also now, I mean, they're, you know, talking about uh, travel is, is really one of the big things now, too, how this is impacting travel. You know, flights into New York, flights into D.C., Radio National, LaGuardia, JFK, Philly. They're warning everybody who's got a flight. I'm looking at you, sir. Mm-hmm. Although yours is Monday. You'll be fine. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, hundreds of wildfires raging in Canada means possibly thousands of flights delayed here. Wow. They had a, a ground stop at LaGuardia before. I don't know whether that's still on or not, but they did ground flights coming in. That may be okay now. I'm going to check on that. But there's still there's massive delays this morning at Dulles International and Ronald Reagan Washington National. Right. They're even it, seeing Charlotte as well. Charlotte's bad. DC, I guess, is the first code red air quality alert for fine particles since twenty eleven. I don't know what happened then, but that's hmm. where we are. Wow. Oh wow. Um you know, remember I said that New York air quality report was the worst on, on record? Yeah. <laughs> They're saying now this just popped up. New York at one point yesterday afternoon. Recorded the worst air quality of anywhere on the planet. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. They did apparently, and this is we were, you know, remarking about this yesterday as we saw some of the video of this, the New Yorkers were like, well now you wear your mask. Now this will help with the masks. Yeah, exactly. Not what you went through before. They are recommending that for New Yorkers. They're telling people still to, you know, 
limit activities outside, and they're making a million masks available to residents of that city. It keeps the air coming into your lungs clean, mm-hmm. so you're not getting all clogged up and then prone to infection or inflammation and exacerbating any underlying disease or putting you at risk for pneumonia or bronchitis. Heck of a start to the summer. Yeah, gosh, it's right? I mean, it's just getting things going there. Hey, <laughs> let's go out to the beach. Let's go to Coney Island. Oh, wait, we can't breathe. So it's just terrible, man. I know this is just like a, it, it's going to get better. I mean, you know, the winds will shift and this thing yeah. will get better. They'll, they'll, they'll douse the fires in Canada causing this. But I mean, truthfully, honestly, you're a New York resident and you're like, okay, the lockdowns, the crime, already pollution. Now this, I'm just done. It's like, what else can happen? And they're coming off an awful winter. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) right. It's just why. Man, just brutal there right now. Yeah, I mean, they're they're postponing baseball games. Yes. Phillies, Yankees. It's, um, it's, this is where I would wear a mask. This is where it actually comes in handy. I would try to get one of the filtering masks, though. Right. You know, with with that little, like, HEPA filter in the front. Right. So, I mean, good luck finding them. Maybe it's easier now these days. But that would, I think that would be the most handy one. Just the talk, though. Just the talk of masks. I know. It's so triggering. And we didn't have it half as bad as they did, but wow. Right. Hate to see that again. Hopefully by the the weekend things are better, but man, it's been rough the past few days. Had this for you in rapid fire, the last one. It was was a pretty big deal because he was a a big, big media presence. Pat Robertson has passed away at the age of 93. Uh, It was announced this morning. uh, No official cause of death. Might have been just old age or whatever, but boy. He started the Christian Broadcasting Network in 1960. It was one of the first television networks started by somebody that's not, you know, one of the three letters. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he started it. He hosted 700 Club, or at least was on the, right. the station for 60 years. Is that still around in some form? It I is. honestly don't even know. So that that's yeah. like still airing? Yeah, his son actually, wow. I think, took it over. Yeah, they, they still, they're still going with it. Remember this, though? He ran and lost the bid for the 1988 Republican nomination. I forgot about that. He did run for president. He did. Huh. And then he founded the Christian Coalition uh, for Conservative Candidates, which is still very much around. That is a really big impact. because they, they always play up to that. They have right. to win over those votes. Trump right. always said that. You can't win without him. He, man, he, he influenced a lot. I mean, TV, uh, I mean, networks, the way... Kind of that that all worked when it just came to getting the, you know a, a Christian message out, and then when it came to politics, I mean he kind of changed the game and the way that the Republican Party really manages their campaigns. I think what he did, looking back now, I think he knew he wasn't going to win the presidency in 1988, right? But like, look what we have today. He forced future Republican candidates to acknowledge the evangelicals. Yeah, exactly. You know that they're a major like voting block, right? <laughs> Amazing. The impact that he had on broadcasting, on politics, on just, you know, a lot of people's lives in general. Wow. Yeah, yeah, was a legend. You know, some people don't like him for different reasons. Sure. By all means, if that's what you think. But uh, can't deny the fact that the guy was an absolute pioneer. So, about that? rest in peace. 93 years old. Pat Robertson. We uh, always try to feature a feel-good story. Kind of different today because it's coming from the medical science world. But, man, I mean, potentially... It could be a really, really big one. Feel good story of the day. Uh, They may have a vaccine for cancer. And I know that sounds crazy, but we might be on the verge for two particular types as well. And this is huge because they're already saying that pancreatic and colon cancer could be the number one killers of people under 40 within like a year and a half. Jen has remarked 
time yeah. and time again, she's like, what's with all these younger people, well-known people, right. like celebrities, coming down with pancreatic cancer? And they actually did another story about this, and they said they think a lot of it has to do with an overuse of antibiotics. You could see that. And it gets rid of the, the good uh, you know, germs you need in your body. Yeah. And it's, and it's fostering you know, the bad ones, but regardless, it's kind of put a focus on finding a cure for this stuff. And this one is coming, coming from British researchers um, where they've, they've actually they published some reports before, and now they're actually saying that they're reeling on the verge of this after human testing, and the first time they've actually come out with it. It's rare for researchers to say 100% anything, but they're saying this vaccine showed the potential to lower the risk of relapse 100% of patients who had surgery to remove tumors. Wow. But still had cancer markers in their blood. In other words, these are people that had surgery, but they had every telltale sign with the markers that most likely their tumors are coming back. So they were in the study for the vaccine. None of them, hundreds, none of them had any returning tumors. That's incredible. I mean, to say 100% for anything. They never do that. You know, I think about somebody like uh, Alex uh, Trebek oh, with, with that's, pancreatic yeah, cancer. Yeah, him too. You know? That's right. Maybe something like this, you know, would have been able to help him in, in in his case it's an unbelievable breakthrough when you talk about any type of cancer it's vaccine huge. and i know people will say well you know there's lots of different cancers and absolutely that's true but if you can say well we got you know pancreatic and colon cancer pegged down then what's to stop them from finding a way to make these vaccines now that they did it for two major ones now they can find a way to you know develop that into further cancer vaccines Here's another big thing, too, because most experimental cancer vaccines that they worked on in development, you got to literally, you'd have to design it for you. Right. For your body. For right. Your, you can't mass produce. This one you can mass produce. Oh, really? It doesn't have to be individualized. So that's different. Okay. It doesn't have to be customized to each patient, making it more readily available and less expensive. I mean, this is, this should be the biggest story in the world right now. That is, if but they, we're too caught up in politics and yeah, all this well, other crap. If they can actually come out with this, if they can, like, I mean, really... 100% say, yes, this is coming out. We now have a vaccine for pancreatic and colon cancer. It's it's going to be one of the biggest stories of our lifetime. Massive. By far. Sure hope it is, too. Unbelievable. Right, we got some more headlines coming up next for you, but uh, we got this, too. You feeling it, too? Summertime. Getting invited to more events. <laughs> the art of saying no is being helped along by a beer company's marketing promotion. I like it. I like it a lot. I need any help I can get. Oh, this hits home with me too. All right, I did. The, the fear of missing out? No, not me. No, I got the opposite or whatever that is. All right, that more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show News Talk eight fifty WFTL. Here's Dina on Bill. Jen is off today. She has very craftily worked the HR department and, and finagled a couple of days off, extending it into a four-day weekend. How about that? Well, I got to tell you, I, I was pretty sure today was Thursday. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> How the hell she no, pulled it's Saturday off. in yeah. her world. No. I guess so. Good for her. Yeah, so she'll be back on Monday. You, you're going to be out Monday, though. Yeah, that's the plan. We think, if your flight's not delayed. If my because of DC smoke. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens there. Hey, uh, we were just talking about that unbelievable cancer research. I think a lot of people are going to want to look into that because it, it's a big reveal. It really is. Did you put anything? I think you decided to put something on the blog on that for more. If you want some links on that to look it up. Yes. Yeah, you can go there, 850WFTL.com. You can go on the on the uh, 850 app. Just go right there in the morning show and you can see uh, the information on it because it's, 
you know, like we were saying earlier before we went to break, they can actually, and the trials sound extremely promising, anything with 100% on it always sounds pretty good. If they can actually start to produce this and come out and say, oh, it's unreal. yep, we have a vaccine for pancreatic and colon cancer, it's going to be one of the biggest stories of our lifetime. It's incredible. So you can check it out on the Morning Show blog for sure. No, about, no doubt about that. Um, we told you, too, about the news about uh, Christian evangelical leader Pat Robertson. He has died at the age of uh, 93. That's one of the other big headlines. But the thing that's dominating really the rest of the country are these wildfires because uh, what's happening in Canada is affecting the eastern seaboard. Now it's a national story, and it's so funny how it happens with like states like California. You're like, ah, you know, it doesn't affect us. Well, when flight delays happen and flight cancellations because of this, now they're interested. Mm-hmm. Now it's pretty much bumped it's bumped it up to the top story in yeah. pretty much the entire continent now because of what's happening there. So I don't know. Keep no, you're eye, right. Keep an eye on your flights. Uh, in the world, the swampy swamp world of politics, Governor Ron DeSantis is still in his fight with California. Speaking of them, Governor Gavin Newsom. This was unreal yesterday. Gavin Newsom took a shot at DeSantis again, and he's doubling down on his claim that the the migrants that wound up in Florida were kidnapped and sent to California in a private plane. He's doubling down on it. He said this yesterday afternoon, even though the video is out there, interviews with the migrants are out there saying they were were taking selfies on the plane. Nobody forced them into anything. They were told exactly where they were going. No, that didn't stop Newsom, though. He, uh, he's doubling down. He, He says, no, this was just terrible. I don't think this. I know this. I talked to the migrants took them into another state by bus, and then took them on a chartered flight to Sacramento, lied to them, knocked on the door, and they left these migrants right there on the steps. The DeSantis team retweeted the video of them partying on the plane. That's right. (laughs) There's not a lot of argument there. I don't think anybody forced them to go to California. They were having a grand old time. So what is what is Newsom's play here, do you think? Do you think this is just, you know, normal Democrat versus Republican political posturing? Kind of. Do you think he's trying to save face because of his own migrant policies? So he's trying to make himself look like the good guy and DeSantis look like the bad guy? I think it also, you know what else is tied into this, Diener? California is a sanctuary state. That's the that's how right. DeSantis is using this. Remember the Martha, remember the Martha's Vineyard migrants he sent up there? Yeah. Sure. He said, hey. Your sanctuary states, you decided to vote this way, this is what you are. You have to take them. So I guess Newsom has to come out. Yeah, he wants to get into a fight with DeSantis. They're going to face off at some point. But he has to defend his sanctuary state status to keep it going. Or do you think, and this is where my conspiracy theory mind comes in, do you think he's starting a fight with DeSantis? Or, well, maybe start, yeah, I guess starting a fight with DeSantis because he sees himself battling DeSantis on the national stage. He's probably crafty enough to do that. You know what right? I mean? Start, Absolutely. Start to position the chess pieces yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Who is better known now nationally? Ron oh. DeSantis or Governor Gavin Newsom? I think DeSantis. I do too. Right? So, not, not that Newsom isn't known, but I think it is DeSantis. So by you, I think you may be right. So picking a fight with him, doesn't it elevate his status to get more people talking? Yeah, this guy in California. Just saying. They're going to face off at some point. I think it's going to be 2028 most likely, but right. it's going to happen. So yeah. You and he, get, so. he can get some play off that. Sure. He can also get a feel for how DeSantis would respond, which is he's just laughing it off, by the way. Oh, of course. He's well, having nothing to do with it. And them. he should, because he knows it's it's complete garbage. So 
In fact, DeSantis was at the border yesterday. I didn't know that. I saw he made a speech about border security, but I thought he was here. Made a surprise trip. We have put forth resources to assist with the transportation of illegal migrants to sanctuary jurisdictions where, you know, they've advertised that they welcome that. That prevents from coming to Florida. And I think it's also been very effective. Pretty, I mean, smart move. I don't know if it's going to help him, but it's a smart move for him to go there now that you're transporting migrants out of your state and you've talked about border security. I, you should get to the border. Boy, the border. I mean, these migrants must think, wow, we're really special. RFK Jr. was here a couple days ago. And oh, he was, Sanders wasn't he? Is here. Yeah. yeah, that's right. RFK Jr. said this is it, part of his video was you have to see this for yourself to understand how bad it is. Yeah, he took, I think he took a selfie video or something yeah, in front did. of, uh, he was in uh, Yuma. Wow. It's a big issue, and it's funny, too, because the candidates who know it's a big issue are paying attention to it. Meanwhile, the Biden administration hasn't paid attention to it for, what, two and a half years? The border's fine. Golly. The border's fine, everybody. Yeah, great. Yeah, sure it is. All right, in a completely different world, I, I don't, I've said this before, Dino, I don't know whether it's just like, it's a yeah. thing, it's a, just a me thing, it's just my problem, maybe it's like just a thing of getting older. I want to do so much less stuff now. So when, when Samuel Adams came out with this marketing campaign of getting you out of obligations, things you're invited to, this like hit right home with me. Yeah, I, think I get it's a it. brilliant marketing thing. So here's the cheesy thing they came out with. They have a new beer can toy. It's called a Magic 8-Ball. That's a beer. You shake it. You get an excuse to bail you or your friends out of whatever you've been invited to. Like it gives you ideas. All right, let's hear Like goofy beer pun ideas, which are pretty stupid, but Do you still. think these are going to work? Um, the idea works because I don't think I'm alone in this. No, I mean, I, I'm with you. I I don't really want to go anywhere anymore. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> and that's sad because you're only in your 30s. Oh, gosh. I don't know what it is, but I hear that. No, I really do hear that from a lot more people now. They used to, like two years ago, there was this FOMO thing, hashtag FOMO, fear of missing out. You sure. want to go to everything. Whatever the opposite of that is, I have it. It's... <laughs> Is, is it Domo? Like, don't care about missing out? I don't know. <laughs> I've got Domo. Yeah. Domo. You t- tested positive for Domo. I don't know. There's 12 excuses inside that give you readily available. All right. It's pretty smart. I don't know. Is this part of, do you think they're also doing this because they see an opening with, with Bud Light? Because that, that that hasn't gone away. They might. So maybe they kind of see an opening like, hey, let's do a little fun uh, campaign here for the summer since there's a, there's there's an opening here for uh, some beer sales. Yes. Probably they Maybe. do. And I think they're tapping into this thing. I don't I don't know. People are just burned out or something. I don't know what it is. I feel it, though. Maybe, maybe I have an antisocial problem. That's I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I see some things and I'm like, oh. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I still like to go out and, you know, meet up with people here and there. But there's a part of me that's like, it's just so much effort. <laughs> you, know, it's, you sound like terrible people. Yeah, I mean, you got to get ready. You do you drive. think you're done? Do you have enough friends? Are you done? I think I am. <laughs> I'm full. Yeah. I, I'm just full. I, I don't reached, need more. I, yeah, I reached a friend cap. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> it's a certain limit. It's true. I don't know. I like their marketing <laughs> strategy, though. Well, uh, Jen's on an early vacation today, taking a four-day weekend, apparently. Mm-hmm. But boy, I wish she was here for this story. You know how they've been doing the shark trackers? Oh, oh yeah. I think she watches them all the time. The scientists had to come out and say, um, okay, what we've learned is they're everywhere. Oh, no. That was their quote. He says, but they go away. Oh, well, that's nice. But they're everywhere. It's like spiders. They're around you all the time. We just don't see them. It's we true. Don't know. They're, that's what they're saying about this. They're in places that we never even thought. Really? Yep.
Oh we got boy. that and more headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Actually, it's uh, we'll have that in rapid fire yeah. coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Rapid Fire time. Boy, just like yesterday, there's a lot happening, like, in the morning. Jen's out today, but we roll on. Diener's got some. I got some. And I'll start it with this. Just a smoke update. Uh, it affects everybody now because the FAA says arriving flights at LaGuardia in New York may be delayed over an hour because of low visibility. Oof. But they are arriving. That's the good news. Well, that is good. They're at not least. shut down. Yesterday, there was a ground stop at LaGuardia because of smoky conditions. Uh, there were delays at JFK, Newark. Yesterday and this morning, you've got massive delays, apparently, as the worst of this stuff is headed uh, down south uh, to the two Washington airports, where they're under some sort of a code red air alert. And yesterday, we had this before. I'm sorry to laugh, but it's just it's just bizarre. Yesterday was the worst day of air quality in New York City's recorded record. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's surreal, honestly, when you think about that. Think about that sentence. I don't know how long they've been... For 100 years at least, though. At least, yeah. And at one point, it was around, it was in the 2 o'clock hour in the afternoon, they had the worst air quality in the world. Yeah, and I believe it's seen that picture. But apparently, you know, I'm sure rush hour hit Beijing and they said, no, we're back. Yeah. We're back. It's us. We got the record back. We're good. <laughs> Don't you guys worry. We're, I'm sure somewhere in Tehran, they're like, no, we're, we got it. Nah. Nah. Have, you, have you seen our air? <laughs> Gosh. It's, uh, it looks a little better, I think, if you can tell by that. But I guess the afternoon is worse as far as New York goes. But there are states like Delaware is really bad. It it seems to be kind of heading south. It affects the entire eastern seaboard. The latest, though, they said for however these winds go, it is affecting the Ohio Valley now, too. Yeah, that's right. They're hoping by the weekend. Yeah. You know, so in the next couple of days that this can kind of clear out. Because it is. That that cannot be any fun to be walking around in. I mean, it's unhealthy. I can't imagine having a respiratory illness right. and then dealing with that. I mean, that really is serious. And those pictures are eerie, man, with yeah. just that orange cloud hanging over everything. Oh, It'll my god! It'll clear up eventually, but not now. Yeah. It's, well, talk about a little scary here. Yes. I'm just going to read the headline, okay? Cuba to host Chinese spy base to eavesdrop on the, on the United States. Ah, oh, that's great. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, that's great. That'll make you sleep easier uh, at night. I'm so glad we got a guy asleep at the switch with a mush brain in charge of this. Yeah, well, that... They're, uh, they're 90 miles away. That's right. Okay, great. So and we, everybody laughed. Oh, come on. That was, in fact, he laughed. Oh, that, that, little, that little balloon thing. That was nothing. Okay, that was nothing. And, by the way... Biden has been consistently a major, major proponent for opening up relations with Cuba. Yeah, that's right, because Obama was. Yeah. I remember that, for sure. Remember the Havana celebration? Oh, yes. And we found out later that they put their political prisoners in jail so far away that the dignitaries in the U.S. couldn't find them. That's right. They cleaned up the streets. They put all their homeless people away. And what a joke. Uh, An absolute joke. And now, and and the latest move of, uh, I guess, you know, brazen kind of middle finger in the air from China. <laughs> they are coming to this agreement with Cuba because you had the Chinese jet that buzzed one of our airplanes, oh, yeah. right? Then you had the Chinese ship just a few days ago the boats, right? that cut off one of our ships. Mm-hmm. And then you have this. According to the Wall Street Journal, China and Cuba have reached a secret agreement, not so secret anymore, I guess, for China to establish an electronic eavesdropping facility on Cuba in a brash new geopolitical challenge by Beijing to the U.S. That's a quote from the Wall Street Journal. I, I gotta be honest, too, as concerning as that is, I think it's already happening. I mean, I don't, you know, why, why would we think that that's not happening already when they've already flown spy balloons yeah. over I think gathering it's information? Just so public. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And it feels so close, especially God. for us, because it says this would allow the Chinese intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the southeastern U.S., including Florida, sure. where many military oh, yeah. bases are located, and they would allow them to monitor U.S. ship traffic. I, so that's a little bit of a new wrinkle, I think. It's a perfect location for it, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. And don't forget about this, too. Seriously, all the tech companies that are moving to Florida, we've talked about them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them in Miami, actually. Right, right. Starting up there. Miami's becoming like a tech center, yeah. 90 miles away. How do you like that? Wouldn't be too tough. Wouldn't be too tough to gather intelligence. Something's got to stop this, right? I mean, it's just like, you know, a Bay of Pigs type of situation. <laughs> Something's got to stop this. It's amazing. It, it's It becomes a matter of how much they can... How much they can push and get what they want by the t- before this guy's out of there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just unbelievable. We've still got a year and a half. It's beat the clock, isn't it? And we're losing. And that's where we are. It's beat the clock. We are far behind, too. <laughs> we got a lot of catching up to do before the clock runs out. Speaking of the clock running out, on legal matters, I almost always go to Alan Dershowitz because he's got... He's no, like, conservative. No, he's and he's brilliant. But he'll tell the truth, though, yeah. the way things happen. And he usually understands the way court cases are going or what, reading the tea leaves. He just tweeted out 10 minutes ago, Trump's lawyers have been told he's a target. That means he's almost certain to be indicted. Stay tuned. That's um, the way it seems, right? This time it's over the documents case, uh, the Mar-a-Lago residence after he left office. This is why it's so appealing and it's... The Democrats are salivating over this one as opposed to indictment 1.0. Right. This is the first time a former president would be in charge with a federal crime. See, and that's what the, I was, do- the docs are federal. I was going to ask that. So what does that mean exactly? What kind of, you know, uh, repercussions does that have? You can run, but if you're convicted, you couldn't win. You couldn't run. I see. Well, because then you would probably go to jail, I guess, right? If you're convicted right. of a federal crime at that point. But, but automatically it becomes, you know, if, imagine the headline at CNN or the New York Post. Twice indicted presidential candidate. That's all they want. Donald Trump. They know it's not going to go anywhere, especially if this would be in a Florida court. Good luck. <laughs> good good luck on that. It, they it, would probably try to get it up to D.C. I don't know. but it's over, There's not a legal expert that has said that this is a potential of actually becoming anything. Right. But it's about, more than anything, it's about the indictment. That's it's what it is. It's just that Trump yeah. fatigue they're trying to create with even, even you know, stalwart Trump supporters going, even they are saying, oh, just enough of this. I just can't anymore. There are people, and this this is who they're targeting because they know they have no case. Right. So who they're targeting is people who are kind of on the edge, people who are like, all right, I like DeSantis, but Trump is my guy. I'm still going to vote for him. And they're kind of unsure about it. Yep. And then this comes out, and then those people, they're targeting those people because they know that those are the ones who would say, all right, I, I just I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to vote for DeSantis now. Yep. It's Cre- too much. It's cr- too much. Create the doubt. That's what they want. Right. It's, it's fatigue. Yeah. That's their biggest weapon. And it's, it might work. I don't know. Wow. Well, <laughs> this is the kind of story I would like to do when Jen is here. But since she's, I'll do it in her honor since she decided to take off early this week. Yeah. A Maryland man said that scratch-off lottery ticket that earned him $100,000 nearly ended up in the trash. When he confused it for a non-winner. I'm going to play Jen. Yeah. I hate this guy. <laughs> He's lying. This is a guy that deserves to lose. I wish he would have left it in the trash. <laughs> this jerk. There you go. That's Jen. 73-year-old man out of Maryland told lottery officials that the scratch-off bingo times 10 he bought from the, uh, I guess, you know, convenience store locally was one of several tickets that he sat down to play one day. And he said one of his tickets was a $10 winner. 
The rest, including the $100,000 winner, appeared to be duds. So he said he nearly threw them all away. But stop. I'm going to double check it real quick with the scanner at the oh, local store, which oh. is what you do. Man, I rely on that thing. He By was, the way, yep. not less than twice I go through because I don't believe him the first time. Yeah, it's, it's not a winner. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> so if he didn't go to the store to check this on the scanner, he was going to throw away $100,000. So there you go. See, that's a lesson for you, Bill. Always double check. I, I know Jen would hate him, but I actually kind of like this guy because yeah. he's just as neurotic as I am with, with lottery tickets. <laughs> I can't be the only one. So he found out, you know, it said go Good go to him. lottery. And Good. He was like, whoa, what's going on? He Good. found out $100,000. I wonder what in, in, in his area, what the, what the alert, because I always wonder, because I've gotten winning tickets before that are okay, a couple of hundred bucks yeah. or something, but what does it tell you? He said it came up with the message, go to lottery. And he's oh, like, what does that mean? Okay. Yeah. No sounds, though? He didn't say anything about sound. Can you imagine that? Incognito. (laughs) Winner, winner, winner. Oh, so they start attacking you from the bread aisle. What do you got? (laughs) Here they come. Man. So I actually like this guy. I do too. Jen hates him. She she hasn't even even heard the story, but she hates him. She hates him. We know that for sure. (laughs) Uh, This is good news. Finally, we've got some good consumer news. So there may be a retail price war happening. You know who's starting it? Aldi. Just in time for summer. They're great. That might help. That might definitely help. You know who has this story? Who? Our Consumer Reports expert, John Matarese. He's coming in next with it. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Jen, we talk about it all the time. Aldi. That store is amazing. That's like a shopping safari. But just one uh, store that's slashing hundreds of prices. That seems to be really good news for the consumer. Well, you know what? If you've been to the... Who hasn't? Everything you go to buy has gone up. Either fifty cents to a dollar fifty each. It's it's crazy. So it's nice to see that Aldi's actually lowering prices on things. And what better person to talk to? John Metteris, Consumer Reports expert. Don't waste your money. Uh, segment reporter on WPTV and here, John Aldi, and who else are saving us some cash? Well, this is really good, guys, because you know, as you were just saying, Bill and Jen. Prices at the grocery store for three years have done nothing but gone up. Yeah. I mean, every week something, it's like, oh, boy, milk is up. We had eggs go to $6. They're back down, luckily. Uh, but prices on everything have been going up and up and up. And now price wars may be returning. And we haven't heard price wars in probably four years since pre-COVID. Uh, but what's happened is Aldi has just announced they've cut prices on over 200 items. Now, I'm not talking about slashing prices in half. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a lot of them, you may not even notice them. But, for instance, on their house brand cereal, which is very popular, they've knocked a few cents off the price of the boxes. On some of their produce, they brought it down. Chicken, they brought it down. And overall, they say, we are lowering prices and, you know, because... We're trying to help consumers. Well, Walmart watches Aldi carefully, and they haven't yet announced any big price rollbacks in groceries, but a lot of the analysts are saying they're going to have to do it, too, because if Aldi is saying, hey, we're cutting prices on 200-plus items, Walmart's got to say, oh, wait a minute, we're going to cut prices, too. And this is the first time we have seen this, especially at the grocery store, in three years, and it's really good news for consumers you're not kidding because you can't you can't leave a grocery store as a matter of fact just and these guys will attest to it last week i went to buy a half gallon of ice cream it was nine dollars and fifty cents oh and i'm like oh, nuts. i refuse to pay nine dollars and fifty cents for a half gallon of ice cream 
It's like it crazy. Used to be $5. Yeah. It used to be $5 for that. And it's amazing, yeah, how much the prices have gone up. So if you're, you know, you're out shopping and you're going, oh, wow, Publix is, you know, I love it, but it's so expensive. You might want to try out Aldi if you haven't already and see some of the, the prices there because they're really good. And with them cutting prices, other stores are going to have to cut prices, particularly Walmart. Sure. Very competitive. Right. And it's great to see some of this uh, because this is a sign that inflation has finally leveled off. I mean, you don't feel it. It feels like everything's so expensive. But if you think of how much things have gone up in the past three years, this is a sign that finally that 9% inflation was down to 5%. This may slow it down even more, maybe 3% next, uh, which is really good. Of course, it doesn't affect home prices, yeah, so we yeah. keep going up. Uh, but in terms of the grocery store, this is going to be good news. Well, John, here's another thing, though, as people try to save some money, try to save some nickel and dimes, turning to, you know, uh, some unauthorized car repairs to try to save some money. But can't that actually cost you a lot more in the long run? It can, uh, because, you know, people are going for a, a cheap repair shop, and they think it's a cheap repair shop, but some of them are a little unscrupulous. They're not, they don't follow the rules the way dealerships do. Uh, labor rates have gotten so expensive. Some shops that were $80 an hour are now $130 an hour. So, you know, you're looking for that cheapy car repair shop, but here's how they make their money, some of them. You bring your car in and they say, yeah, you need shock absorbers, you need this, you need that. It's going to be $800. So, All right, I'll pay that. You go back the next day to pick up your car and that $800 is $1,500. And you go, well, well, wait a minute. How did that happen? Well, it costs more than we thought. You have to be careful. What you need to do is when you bring a car in, you need to say to the shop, okay, what's the estimate? Okay, that'll be 800 bucks. Okay? If it's anything above that, I need you to call me because that's the only thing I'm authorizing. I need you to mm-hmm. let me know if there's any overcharge. If you need to do anything else, I want to approve it. Now, dealerships are very good about that because there are laws and a dealership will always contact you say, sir, you know, Bill, we've done, we've done this, we've done that, we changed the oil, this is going to be, we suggest you do this, we suggest you do that. And then you decide whether you want to do it. Dealerships tend to be very good. They're on the up and up. They don't want to get in trouble with the FTC. But it's a lot of these smaller repair shops that seem cheaper until they hit you with the extras. So make sure you let them know when you drop it off that if there's anything over that initial estimate, you want to be told in advance. Hey, by the way, sir, we put in a new transmission for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be another $4,000. Wow. (laughs) Well, good news and uh, an expensive possible news in that one, John. But uh, don't waste your money. Consumer Report, WPTV, our news partner. You can find John there. But uh, these stories and more all over social media. Where do we find you there? Yeah, John Matteris Money on Facebook and on Instagram, and John Matteris on Twitter for a daily consumer alert. Great. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we got a story now that I think Jen would absolutely, totally love. Uh oh. They're coming for her. Knew it. Do you remember when they called the summer of 2020 riots mostly peaceful? I do remember that, yeah. That's what they're calling sharks now. Oh, geez. It's a brand new study out of California State University, Long Beach. Cal State, Long Beach. They have a shark lab. Huh. <clears throat> they say, well, you know how we have the shark trackers now? Oh, yeah. Jen, Jen watches those things like like Hallmark Channel. Well, she doesn't know where they are at all times. What it sh- and they're trying to like soften the blow. They said, well, what we're realizing is they're everywhere. 
What do you mean everywhere? They're in places and they're in ports and they're in shores that we didn't even expect. Really? But they're mostly peaceful. Well, that's nice. They literally said that. That's like when uh, he was standing behind a burning building saying it was mostly peaceful <laughs> protests. The oh, good no. news is they're extremely rare. The tax, that is. So they're not really interested in us. Here's Chris Lowe. He's the guy that came up with the thing telling us about it. We expect that these current hotspots will go cold and someplace else will go hot. So what we always tell people is always understand that these sharks are highly mobile. They could always be at your beach. But rest assured, the data that we're getting now indicates that as long as you're not bothering them, they won't bother you. Okay, that's the part where he's trying to, it was like after Jaws. They're trying to say, oh, but, but don't worry about it. He said something in there very key. Even though they're probably at your beach. Wow. He's talking to the whole country. So they're just always there. They're, yes. Way, and they're, what they're saying is this really is in the study. They said way more than we thought because the trackers have allowed them to know. They've tracked so many sharks now. Like, you know they, how they name them? You can see where yeah. they go. There's thousands of trackers out there. And they're in play. They're like, oh, I, I didn't know they were off Virginia Beach. Jen was on to oh, something. Oh, I didn't know that. This is why she doesn't go into the water. Jen. I think she's right. Jen, Jen knew this whole time. Oh, we can't tell her about this when she comes back. But they always soften it up. She won't even park at the beach if she knows about this. No. She won't even look at it or think of a beach if that happens. <laughs> but then they always say, don't worry about it. They're not going to bother you. But then it's like, well, how do I know if I'm bothering them or not? That's how they soften the research. Yeah. Said, and he said very quickly there, you know, even though it's probably at your beach, but that'll stop that's again. Okay. Yeah. And they're not going to bother you. Jeez. No, it's okay. Oh, no, well. don't worry about it. This now hot spot will probably cool down. Yeah, hot spot? <laughs> the hot spot at the Juno Beach Pier. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're there, all right. What do you mean? All right, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Diener. Uh, Jen is back on Monday. She's taking a couple of days off. And we'll keep an eye on you uh, on it, too, for you, because Dershowitz is saying Trump's going to get indicted. Will mm. it happen? I don't know. We'll see. But tomorrow's Friday. We'll have some entertainment, too, and we'll talk to you then at 6 a.m. The South Florida Morning Show. Talk to you then.